0: Abbott Elementary Season 2, Episode 10, Holiday Hookah is over, but class is in session one last time this year on Post Show Recaps. It's me, Chappelle, and as y'all know, I take the holiday season turn up very seriously, but with me, as usual, someone I would have no issue getting turned up with this holiday season is Gia Worthy. Gia, what's up?
2: Oh, Chappelle, thank you. I am so honored. I would hate to think that we're ending the season with me being on backup bells, but I will do my part to ensure success of this podcast.
0: Yes. Are you ready to get your ho 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 on? Oh, my. You know, I always am. It doesn't have to be <laughs> December for that. Yes. Oh, no. This is the perfect time of the year for ho ho hoing. And we're going to get into a lot of that on this episode. But again, we want to thank y'all for listening. Um, This is the mid season finale of Abbott elementary. It's the winter finale. And so there will be a break between this episode and our next one. So let's just go ahead and enjoy this time. We have this Yuletide uh, or whatever it's called, you know, where we all come together and celebrate the true meaning of Christmas, which is Abbott elementary. Um, So, You know, please like, subscribe to all the podcasts, all that good stuff. Subscribe to Abbott Elementary, a Post Show Recap. If you've been listening to us on Post Show Recaps, go to our own feed, because we're going to cover all the things you need from Abbott right there in one place. Um, And we will have this episode available to you soon. But in the meantime, we got to get through this episode first. Gia, are you ready to talk about the mid-season finale of Season 2 of Abbott Elementary?
2: I've been waiting to talk about this since Thursday. It's like, it's the only thing that's been on my mind. I am ready.
0: Yes. And I have to tell y'all, listen, Gia and I were texting during the episode because I actually didn't watch the episode live as it was airing. And Gia texted me just like, hey, get your ass to the TV screen. You got to watch this now. So I'm like, stop what I'm doing. I stopped ho ho and I ran to the TV and I'm just like, what is happening Because I jumped in toward the end of the episode, so I was just kind of trying to put the pieces together. But Gia assured me that it was going to be a wild one, and dear God, it was. Uh, Gia, what was your reaction in the real time of watching the episode? Explain to the people what you were going through.
2: Okay, so I don't know if you also saw this, but I saw a tweet from Quinta earlier in the week saying that you have to tune in to the mid-season finale of Abbott Elementary. Like, trust me, it's going to be a good one. So I was like, you got it, Quinta. I got your back. Watch Survivor. That was done. And then as usual, immediately go over to ABC, ready to watch. And dear God, the twists and turns that we experience in a short 30-minute time frame is just, oh my God. So the, the club, everything. Erica, I love Erica. I'm a big Erica fan. But Yay. then Janine, Gregory, Ava. Ava, oh my God. just Ava. Uh, mm. <laughs> as always, the star of the show, as always. But now we know she has a rich man. And to that, I say <laughs> an icon, a hero, a source of inspiration for all menace women of society. Like there is hope we too can get NBA players if we so wish.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this was a lot. I'm not going to lie. I watched it when I went and watched the episode. I was just like, Oh, we're doing this. We're doing this too. And then the Ava of it all, it was so good. And I mean, it's just, it's what Ava deserves. Really. It's what all the menace women deserve in this world. Like find you a rich man to settle down or let them date you for a few years and you can date them for a couple. Um, But yeah, we definitely got to get into all of that. I think we should, this is a good time to take a brief ad break because this is going to be a shorter episode. Normally, we take them in twos, but this is the only episode, like podcast dedicated to this one episode. The finale was a lot to talk about, so we're just going to take a break now, and then we'll get into all the craziness in just a second, right after this.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
0: So we have our call opening as usual. The kids are singing with Zach, who is back. I was very happy to see Zach. He's back, uh, Jacob's boyfriend, for all those who don't remember. And he's leading the kids in song. And he's in a flow state, y'all. So he can't really answer any questions about the song unless you sing it. And uh, my my favorite lyric that he sings in this Christmas carol is that he's working for free. Because, dear God, you have to point that out. When people make you do labor, you need to get paid. Or you also need to guilt them for not paying you, you know? Uh, And so he takes Christmas caroling very seriously. So much that even Jacob isn't allowed to participate in this uh Christmas caroling right um he's intimidated by how serious Zach takes this whole thing and he basically bows out and says I'm not even gonna go there Gia how was our cold opening what did you think
2: I was so happy to see Zach back a little sad that that was the only moment we got to see them it's been a very Zachless season you Mm -hmm. know it's like how do I explain it it's like alcohol. You don't really think about it when you don't have it, but now that it what, now that I've had the taste, now that I know like what the good stuff is, I'm like, why have we not had more of him?
0: Yes, uh, that's a good. I think I think people have said that about me too. You know, like you know, like they forget, but then they're like, well, where's Chappelle? I need that. So I definitely relate to that Zach energy. It was great to have him back. I really wish we had gotten more as well because you know it'd be nice to know what kind of shoes Zach is getting and all this other stuff. Gia, I hear. A little birdie being you you've been posting some boots online you got some boots yeah.
2: yes oh my god so i've had <laughs> the best luck this month well okay the first black friday i had a lot of luck so i needed new winter boots because the ones that i have are short and i wanted ones that went up on the calves so i was like all right i gotta do this so i went on amazon scrolled through it on black friday like Jeff Bezos is evil, but also, like, I need my boots. and my boots. They were there. Mm-hmm. They were there. I had the app open. It just fell upon me. But <laughs> these boots that were originally $100 were on sale for $48.99. I was Ooh. like, I need yeah. to get these. Like, this is it. And then not That's only the that, time. they had them in black, which was the color I was looking for, but then also in white. They also had them in brown, but I am good. Ooh. So... Uh, I got my black and white pair. So I spent about $100 on them, a little less, which I probably shouldn't have done because I'm supposed to be saving money and also buying other people Christmas presents. But, mm. you know, like that is neither here nor there. Fast forward to a week later, where I'm like, I shouldn't have bought these boots, shouldn't have bought these boots. I get a check from the ref- from uh the government because Massachusetts had refund taxes this year. Like they went over their revenue amount, so I got about two hundred dollars back in taxes afterwards. So not only did I get my boots and they fit perfectly, both pairs, but I also made a little money this Christmas season. So as I said, sometimes God rewards bad behavior.
0: Quote yeah. me. <laughs> no that's great story because you basically you treat yourself that's the moral of the story you know yes. if if you need to get the boots get two pair whatever they were on sale the savings were out of this world gee i do not mm-hmm. blame you uh as you know i am a shoe enthusiast as well and so if yes. i find some shoes that are on sale like that oh best believe i'm gonna get that oh i'm li- i'm getting that for sure
2: yeah don't worry about your bills it'll work itself out the shoes were only on sale that weekend so it jumped at the opportunity and you know what it all worked out.
0: Yeah, it's the true meaning of Christmas. And and I mean, not Abbott Elementary, but the other meaning of Christmas, right? Uh, on the show, it's the last day before Christmas holidays or, you know, I'm sorry, the holiday season to be inclusive to everyone. Sometimes Janine has to remind herself of that because she's very Christmas spirity, you know. Uh, she's even passing out Christmas cookies and non-denominational blank cookies to the students who don't observe Christmas. Uh and in this moment, we see that Janine tells us that Erica and her are going out to uh to basically give the guys something to rub up on at a hookah bar for her first Christmas single since she was a child, basically. Um, she's ready to get her ho 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 on Gia. Um, what did you think about this? I, is this the first move for your first single Christmas? Do you got to go out there and give the guys something to rub up on?
2: Oh, my God. Absolutely. Give <laughs> guys, something to rub up on. Give girls something to rub up on if that's the way you swing. Like what? It's your first Christmas single in forever. Janine's young. She's 25. She's a teacher, as Ava mm. said, at a poorly run school. And you know, you deserve a little something, something. And I think that while maybe some people are not comfortable with just jumping right into singledom, especially when you have been in a relationship for as long as Janine has, but like Erica has said, she has been warming up to this for months. It's time to just go all in. And Erica is the perfect kind of friend for you to be doing this. I'm so glad that we are getting more of Erica and that she wasn't just a one off character because she's really encouraging Janine to be confident and try things that she probably wouldn't have had you know like she wouldn't have tried to do that herself and I think she is someone that probably wants to experience those types of things and she just needs a friend to give her a little nudge and Erica is the friend that maybe not a little nudge but she will like shove into the right direction for her and that's the kind of friend you need moral of the story don't be in a relationship in middle school that lasts (laughs) until your 20s
0: oh yeah that's a great moral um like yeah you're totally right about erica she's a little naughty sometimes and luckily for us ava walks in as principal coleman claus who only rewards naughty behavior she gives a quick glance at gregory and she looks so good Gia oh my god I was like I will be naughty put me on the list her
2: her say less say less Ava she (laughs) has been killing it these like her wardrobe is always great but her styling the past few episodes impeccable impeccable the the fur coat that we see earlier I don't Mm -hmm. speak line of course she doesn't speak a line look at her Mm -hmm. she doesn't need to
0: Man, I don't speak. Line is such a good line. I mean, it really is. Like, excuse me, you're not talking to me. That's just not something that I perceive. I don't get that. You know, um, yes, such a dope line. But we'll get to that. A little never bit later.
2: been that. Never wear <laughs> that. Never right. seen I
0: that. I don't know her. Yeah, <laughs> line I don't who is know that? her? Right. Um. Yeah. So she announces basically that the teachers have the twenty-five dollar minimum secret Santa, which. I mean, I almost missed it. She said minimum until Gregory called her on it because every teacher's secret center I've ever done has always been maybe 25 max. Cause teachers be broke sometimes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Uh, but Gia, I need to know, do any of these gifts stand out? Because there's one stand out to me, but I thought all of them were pretty entertaining.
2: I do. There's two. I want to comment on. Mm-hmm. So one is the first one we see, which is uh, Janine's gift to Ms- Mr. Johnson. We have heard in the first season that Mr. Johnson was once a tastefully nude model for art mm-hmm. classes. And it turns out we brought that storyline back. And it turns out he has been very sad that he has never got to keep any of the art that was made in his likeness. I get it, you know, Reliable. if you got mm-hmm. it, flaunt it and you want something to m- remember it by. Well, this is a, you know, this is a pro skin podcast
0: <laughs> settings,
2: but. Yeah. Janine went out and went to a local artist which by the way very Janine and Mm -hmm. got a bust made of Mr. Johnson just the head just the just the neck and up but (laughs) I thought that was such a nice thoughtful gift and Mr. Johnson loves it honestly I think it's better than the bobblehead in the office that they got of Dwight so you know like the maybe a hot take but correct Mm -hmm. and Then in the reverse situation, Mr. Johnson got a bunch of Dallas Cowboy bobbleheads for Melissa, which is hers to destroy as she sees fit. Honestly, I think Mr. Johnson is just the perfect person to have Melissa for a secret Santa like this because I feel like he just gets her. He'll like encourage this type of behavior from her in a non-judgmental way and melissa's all for it so i really i feel like that's an underrated friendship duo there mr johnson and melissa
0: oh yeah and the gift of the cowboys bobblehead you know is very significant because she's in philly and in philly they speak eagles they do not speak cowboys and so yeah when he said it at first i kind of flinched like why would you get her that but if it's just to destroy it's the perfect gift you know um One of the other things I'd like to point out is Ava's uh, goal of basically making other people have her name, like multiple people have her name, because if she has enough people who pull her names, all their mediocre gifts can come together like Voltron and add up to one good gift. And so I really love that. Uh, And then you have Jacob, who brings some poinsettias for Barbara. And Barbara says that she's going to use these as probably like a centerpiece for her annual sit down like dinner that she has with Melissa every Christmas season. Now, we know this about Jacob. He does not want to be left out of anything. And we know he's not kicking it with Zach because Zach is going to be off Carolyn. So he starts to push that he would like to be involved. Uh, But the two of them take off very quickly and leave him with Mr. Johnson. Um, I, you know, again, it's kind of one of those things where Jacob is such a try hard sometimes, but in this episode, it was almost the opposite. Like he was almost like a Scrooge in a way, Gio. This was very weird for me watching Jacob like this.
2: Yeah. Very scary. And I get it. The holidays do things to people that do not like the holidays like I don't like Thanksgiving so that's kind of that's kind of me during that time too but like Christmas mm-hmm. and Halloween holidays around Thanksgiving I'm all about all about but I get I get it I like there's so much hype around the holiday season of December but primarily Christmas so I can imagine that For people that don't have great Christmases, having the holiday kind of shoved in your face all the time and be annoying. But I feel and we're going to get to this at the end of the episode, too, with some of the lessons that Jacob can take from his Scrooge behavior. But and the opposite, like people are trying to have a time for Christmas, especially people like Melissa and Barbara, who have very hectic family lives Already, So this is their time to settle in enjoy themselves and really uh, appreciate their friendship and just enjoy each other's company. And Jacob was really, you know, it was very clear he wanted to be involved in this. But then as soon as he is, he's just kind of shoving his negativity in the other three attendees faces that being Melissa, Barbara and Mr. Johnson.
0: Yeah. Did someone call nine fun fun. Jacob shows up with his list of dietary restrictions. Um, He shows up and he cannot stop talking about the history of Christmas, the pagan rituals, the social implications, the, the capitalism of it all. He's going on and on. It is driving Melissa crazy. She compares Jacob to paint fumes. It's like, yeah, in moderation, it's cool, but too much make you pass out. Right. Um, And so, it's very clear that Jacob and Melissa are just not going to be on the same page this episode to the point where uh Melissa and Barbara basically excuse themselves. They leave and leave Jacob with Mr. Johnson who finally has to tell him, "You got to chill. You're ruining Christmas for everyone." Um and that's when we find out about Jacob's, you know, aversion to Christmas. He just he's not trying to dampen everyone's party. But, you know, G- Gia, Melissa and Barbara both chose Frostbite over spending time with him. So he's not doing a good job if that's his goal. What do you think about this?
2: This was the funniest line from Mr. Johnson. This, And he he had some great one-liners here. But him saying they chose Frostbite over your withering ass. Like, so great. So great. And it's true. Like, And I think he has a really good point here when he's saying that you had the opportunity to make a good Christmas memory here and you blew it. And you also ruined Melissa and Barbara's Christmas time with each other as well. And like, that's something that I think that we don't really discuss a lot. I really enjoy Mr. Johnson. I've said it multiple times. Like Mr. Johnson is like an icon,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: love everything about him. Besides the fact he voted for Kanye in 2020. But that is neither here nor, <laughs> here nor there. Um, but he he often is the voice of reason when we don't expect it. And giving advice that may seem unconventional at first. But can actually be very helpful. And while you don't necessarily have to enjoy Christmas. Like you don't have to pretend that Christmas is your favorite holiday. Mr. Johnson himself even says that he doesn't like Christmas. But You have an opportunity to make a positive Christmas memory instead of just remembering all the awful times that you've had in the past. And, you know, why not take that opportunity rather than bringing your misery to other people? And I totally get it. If you don't like the holidays, and you need some time to yourself, then do that. But it seems like Jacob really wants camaraderie during this time, but he wants it. In a way that, like, other people also can bond over the sham of the Christmas holiday. But for the record, commercial Christmas, top tier. Like, the best <laughs> Christmas. But, you know, that yeah, that is what, you know, Jacob wants someone to kind of bond with him about it. And people, other people that... Uh, around him like Zach is with his family Melissa and Barbara hang out with each other Mr. Johnson is even part of this party to go in on the fun and everything so he wants to make some positive Christmas memories too and I just think that that's something that we need to think about as we get into the holiday season like you can be mindful of that Christmas isn't for everyone or even just the holiday seasons in the winter are not for everyone, but there's also opportunities to turn that around for yourself as well.
0: Yeah. Great advice for Mr. Johnson. And it really hits home for Jacob and at the perfect time because outside Barbara and Melissa are already discussing how they're going to ditch him for next year. So he ends up rushing past them right out the door and he comes back later on with a brown bag. And he says it's to save Christmas with basically the real meaning of Christmas, which is gifts, you know? So he, he brings back tasty cakes and candy and scratch off tickets and he says that this is one of his greatest Christmas experiences. And, and that's got to be a low bar because he did nothing except sit and talk to people who really were upset with him most of the night. Um, And that's when we find out that he just has like a lot of family drama and stuff like that. And, you know, like you said, that can put a damper on the holidays. So in this moment, Barbara and Melissa are very thankful for the gifts. Um, uh, You know, the spirit of Christmas is finally working on him. And Melissa even won three bucks. So Jacob goes off, he calls Zach, and he tries to have a more positive outlook on Christmas, even though it's clear that Zach still doesn't want him to sing. Gia, this storyline was fun, it was short, but what'd you think about it all in all?
2: I really liked it. I'm glad that these are the types of topics we're addressing. I thought we had some really great one-liners in here. Uh, Melissa calling Jacob the ghost of NPR's past was... (laughs) I laughed loud, louder than I should. It was great. It was a good one. And Melissa being passive aggressive talking when uh, Jacob was talking about, uh, what's his face? Charles Dickens, that guy, that mm-hmm. random dude. Uh, it was great. It, it Like a lot of great moments here. I really enjoyed the storyline that we got, but it also made me think a little bit more about Jacob as a character. Because Jacob is someone that often gets the B plot in the episode for multiple reasons and that's kind of Mm -hmm. like his place in the show is that he's a really good side character to help strengthen some of the storylines over there but I feel like we I made me think about Jacob more deeply as a character and I realized that we often haven't really gotten anything from him regarding his family except for right now and even some of the people that haven't had great relationships with their family like we've seen a couple things about gregory and his dad we've heard about melissa's crazy family experience we've seen barbara we even hear a little bit about janine but we just really haven't gotten anything about gregory's family outside of zach so it's very interesting to me and i i'm guessing that now it has finally been addressed that it will eventually be expanded upon so it it did leave me wanting a little more. I want to kind of see it sounds like there is a lot of un how do I word this? Like it's a lot of unchecked baggage right now. Like mm. we have not really seen kind of the world of Jacob or Jacob's upbringing and I'm excited to know a little more and I'm hoping that you know we have a lot of storylines too look forward to in the second half of season two but I do kind of hope that we get to learn a little more about Jacob and his family even if it's just the reason why you know we're going to focus more on him with his found family being Abbott Elementary
0: yeah I totally agree there was moments in the episode where I thought okay now they're going to tell us why he doesn't like Christmas and they didn't they were just like oh yeah family drama I'm like no there's something more there and I want to know about it. So yeah, they left the door open to explore that because you're definitely right. I mean, we've seen everybody else's family. It's time to see Jacob's family and maybe even Mr. Johnson's family. It'd be nice to see that too. You know, Um, you know, we've heard about Ava's family even, you know, so give me more of the Jacob storyline. Now that we're moving forward, uh, like you said, we'll have a ton of other storylines to talk about as well. This episode brings a bunch of them to the forefront in a very uh, fun but also kind of drama-filled way. And so we can definitely talk about the A-plot of the story, the juicy bits, uh, right after this break. Okay, we're back. We got to talk about it Dia. I I mean, I just, we got to talk about it. So Janine leaves school early to get ready to go out, which we already know is a big change for her. And Gregory even pointed out, like, he's not used to Janine saying, okay, I'm going to dip out on school stuff to go do fun stuff. And she tells him that she's going to miss him. She even tells us, like, he's been doing so well this year with teaching and dating Amber. And this feels like more of the will they, won't they is coming. Because why does the dating thing matter to, uh, to Janine Gio? What is that about?
2: I don't know. I think she was caught a little off guard when they, I'm assuming an interviewer, the cameraman or someone was asking mm-hmm. her about if. She would miss Gregory specifically over the winter break. And she's like, yeah, I'll miss Gregory. I'll miss everybody in Abbott Elementary. And I don't know if it means if she said that as like, why are you asking me about Gregory specifically? Like, remember, Mm -hmm. she's he's dating Amber. Or if it's like her kind of speaking without thinking, which we know Janine Mm -hmm. does a lot. But I don't know. It's like, I, I, that was my first sign of like, oh, this is this is where we're going this episode. Because I wasn't sure. It felt a little too soon to me. But the way that they escalated it was great.
0: Oh, yeah. The pacing was really good this episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the pacing was so good. Um, So we see Janine and Erica basically waiting outside of this hookah lounge. Uh, and they're wondering basically how... Well, or when the the fine men are gonna show up because they're obviously like some attractive men there now, but like the finer men are gonna show up late. Like it's gonna be crazy. Uh, and Janine thinks that you know, like maybe she should pant to get men's attentions. Maybe she should do this weird booby dance that she's doing. And Erica shuts it all down. Uh, Gia, I just really want Janine to be a little less awkward. Like I got, like I know that she was with Tariq forever, but also like. What is the boobie dance? Why are you doing this? You
2: got you got to know the panting is not going to work, right? Like, that is <laughs> not, like, you got to know that is not normal behavior. She even says later, she enjoys being normal. Janine, why would you pant? Why, like, this is, this is basic level stuff here. And, like, I don't consider myself an expert in the dating field or anything. But also, like, Janine, come on now. You're an adult. Please, grow up.
0: Right. Please quickly as well, because you're embarrassing Erica for sure. Um, she wants Janine to go from teacher Janine to turn Janine, but it's clear that Janine is already out of her element. Gia, have you ever been to a hookah lounge? Is that is that like your scene?
2: Uh, I've been before, like once or twice. I wouldn't call it my scene. It's fine.
0: Yeah, there's not like a, a place. ton
2: of there's not a, there are hookah lounges in the city that I live, but not enough where it's like you know like they're all relatively small it's not certainly not to the size that we saw in this episode and also yeah. i didn't see a ton of hookah it was a lot of a lot of other stuff happening there but i forgot it was a hookah lounge like there was no one even so much as like used I don't know what they're called, like a hookah machine, whatever. Yeah,
0: a hookah, yeah. Yeah, a hookah.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was very little hookah in the hookah lounge episode.
0: Yeah. So funny story. I actually hosted some survivors at a hookah lounge in Houston. Uh, oh, you told was... me this, but yes. Yeah. Yes, did you. It's great. Yeah. Me and uh, the Purple Pants badass Bryce Isaiah from Survivor Kagayan. And then I think Davey from Survivor David versus Goliath. And then a few other people showed up. It was... Uh, You know, like it was so much fun being out without like in the wilderness, basically with them. Uh, But I definitely had them at a hookah lounge very much like this. Uh, It was one of those things where it's like, yes, it's a hookah lounge, but it's basically a club like a nightclub. And we had a really good time. Now, Bryce did tell me that the hookah in Houston is subpar as in comparison to the hookah in Philly which is weird because we're watching Abbott Elementary and we see them enjoying the hookah in Philly, kind of, you know, like when you can actually see a hookah. Um, so I thought that was very fitting to talk about with you. Um, but yeah, they're in the club. We got the DMX version of uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer playing in the background. Rest in peace, King. Rest in peace, King. <laughs> and everyone is turning up, except Janine, who Erica notices does not look like she's having the best time. Yeah, her coworkers are there and she doesn't want to show out in front of them. now. I feel like, you know, if you look over and you see your principal giving the best circle twerk of the night, you might feel a little bit awkward. Gia, do you think this would be awkward for you?
2: Maybe not me. I I don't know. I feel like I tell my coworkers too much already. So they're Mm. like, I feel like there's not much I could do at a hookah lounge that would surprise them.
0: Uh But
2: that is like a me specific thing. But I don't know. What reason do you have to feel awkward around Ava at a -a hookah like you're all on equal ground here you know and like Ava's not Ava's minding her business at this point in the episode so I I think it was less about the fact that her co-workers are there like co-workers in general and more like she was gonna try something new now she has these moments of her past coming in but like by moments I mean like she's got her boss there she's got Gregory there and I think there's some unresolved Feelings for Gregory that she hasn't really thought about. And she was looking forward to a night of trying something new. And now she's got Gregory here to, you know, not necessarily ruin things, but it complicates what she was initially planning to do this night.
0: Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Now I'm different. I do not ever want my coworkers to see me in the wild. Like, I just don't. Uh Gia, you have seen me in person. Uh, you know I am Mr. Turnup as well. Like I am I'm like Erica in this moment I, I, or or Ava. I'm gonna be having minding my own business, having a good time. Uh, if my coworkers are there, they 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 didn't see me. Yeah, I don't I yeah. don't need that kind of the, yeah attention. Like uh, the stuff I did at the podcast and stuff like that, the, like uh, the live shows, that's a different Chappelle. They don't need to know that Chappelle. So oh, that's fair. I, and also, I work uh, you know, like I have
2: my coworkers that are close to my age or a little bit older than me. But then like my like the students that I work with as like. Supervisor and student, that is that is very different. I feel like I'm more, I am more comfortable around like my coworkers that I have, and then I would be like, if I ran into a student, I don't like you. Don't see me. I don't see you. Uh huh. They ask like, do you podcast, Gia? No, I don't.
0: I don't mind your business. Don't know who that is. Listen, I have left bars because of students coming in, like, you know, because we work with we both work with college students. And I'm telling you, I've been at a bar and one of my former students will walk in and I'm just like, no, it's time to go. You know, like yeah. some students are cool. And you could probably be like, all right, cool. We both grown. You know, you stay on your side. I stay on my side. We don't bother yeah. nobody. But other ones, you like, uh-uh. I know they're going to run their mouth, have somebody all in my business. I don't need that.
2: Mm-hmm. some students are too nosy you know like mm-hmm. they're they're just looking for that type of information and I cannot be having that
0: exactly mm-hmm. um, so so in this club Erica finally runs off to find her future ex she hadn't met him yet but when she met him she planned on like clinging on to him and then you know having a relationship with him and then eventually breaking up and then we see that Gregory who is shown up to the club with his friend did you recognize his friend Gia? do you know who that is
2: uh, he looks familiar, but I did not look up the name before starting this.
0: Yeah, that's the rapper Vince Staples. Um, and I was like, "Why is he in this show?" Um, Vince Staples. For the, oh my uh, god, it is him. Yeah, it's so weird, right? I was like is Vince Staples an actor? Like I was, what's happening here? Um, seeing him in this role kind of like made me like almost do like a double take. Um, but yeah, he's in as Gregory's friend and we really don't get his name at first, but he does try to make a move at Janine kind of just passively how people in the club be trying to make moves at each other. He's kind of like, Hey Gregory, who your home girl over there? She's short and she my type. Cause she's short and she cute. And Gregory's like, maybe don't go that route. So then Vince Staples turns his attention to Ava, who is the center of attention for the for the most part. And he's like, she's tall. She's cute. She's my type as well. <laughs> and, and finally, Gregory just has to tell him, maybe just don't talk to my coworkers. Uh, maybe, maybe just talk to anybody else. So while Vince Staples is going off to do that, Gregory just casually sneaks on over to Janine in the booth and starts the conversation. So they start talking about, you know, Amber and they start talking about how Gregory's not really kicking it with Amber tonight. He has a boys night and it's very awkward. I think this entire episode, at least on this side was so awkward. Gia. I it,
2: it feels very true to life. These two trying to be normal people is all too real. Cause let's face it. Janine and Gregory are both very awkward individuals when it comes down to it. They can both try to be cool and put together. Maybe some, t- some of them more successful than others, but they're two very awkward people, and we know why Gregory doesn't want Maurice to talk to Janine. Like, be serious, Gregory. We know, we know. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, and it, I get that when you're when you're feeling the vibes with someone, but you're not sure, and you know this person a little. Like, it doesn't matter if you know if it's a stranger and it's not right then you could just forget about it and you never have to see that person again. But if it's like your coworker, first of all, if you like your job, don't date your coworker. That's for, that is for like your first job, you know, or a summer job. Mm -hmm. That's like some, like being a camp counselor type thing. (laughs) I know, but yes.
0: Oh, (laughs) there's a snapple fact for you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, a little snapple fact. I drink a lot of snapples, so I know a lot of facts.
0: But like, A bar. (laughs) (laughs) Look, he's a poet. But
2: it, yeah, it was that very awkward interaction of like, I'm going to try to make a move. And I don't think that was necessarily Gregory's intention because, you know, he has Amber, but he was trying something out and it wasn't really working. But luckily for Gregory, Janine is also trying something that isn't really working.
0: Yeah. And the two of them try to go be normal on the dance floor together. And we see that. Mm, they're kind of being normal like they're out there dancing but they're also trying to have a conversation in a place where the music is blasting they cannot put together a sentence without the other one like misreading the sentence or mishearing and i'm just thinking just dance y'all come on man um this is not the time to talk you know um eventually even erica has to be like look get it together this is not the time to be out here having conversations to be awkward you need to go out there and turn that ass up make juvenile proud and back that ass up and indeed, she does. Uh, the next thing I know, Ava is spotting Janine talking to Ava's work husband and grinding. And it's and, and you know this is her work nemesis, her work husband together. Gia, this is the moment. Like I mean, this is the moment we've all been waiting for, right? Like this is it. They're together. They're grinding. It's a whole thing. It's the holidays. This is the, this is the reason for the season, Gia.
2: It is. I was, I also, you know, wanted to do a spit take, pour me something cheap so I can spit it out.
0: (laughs) That was, that was,
2: that was the moment there. I've had a couple, couple moments like that where I was like, all right, I need, I need to be in my feelings for a second, you know, like I need time to react to the situation in front of me.
0: But give me something to throw. Yeah. <laughs> this
2: is yeah, exactly. Someone someone give me something to be mad at, please. And <laughs> this one I'm going to next RHAP live event, I'm going to do just that.
0: Exactly. No, this yes. is this is this was such a good reaction. I I need something like that. Like hand me something that I can break in half so I can show you how angry I am or how annoyed I am. We give need me a Captain can of Dallas
2: Cowboys bobbleheads.
0: Yes, Yes. exactly. Cowboys fans don't come for me. Y'all cool or whatever. I don't care. So um, Ava decides this is her moment to interrupt. You know, like I'm going to go shut this down. And she does. But this causes Janine and Gregory to dip out outside in the cold away from the secondhand smoke. It starts to snow. And this is the moment that I started watching the episode when Gia texted me and she was like, go watch the TV. This is what I see. So I'm seeing the snow is falling. I'm seeing them moving closer. The tension is building. And I'm texting Gia, y'all like, what the hell? Like, it's about to happen. Oh, my God, it's about to happen. What's about to happen? If they kiss, I'm going to fall out. And then his phone vibrates and it's Amber. And I'm just done. Oh, my God. She they knew. From me. They, she knew. She's diabolical. How does she know, Gia?
2: She's just that smart. Never underestimate a single mother, okay? They know. They know. <laughs> they have that power. They have those senses. And, like, it is power far beyond what mere mortals like you and I can possibly comprehend. But, oh, my God. This was – I. so I'm going to be real here. Like, I was expecting a moment to happen here. But I'm happy it didn't because I don't want Janine and Gregory to start with – infidelity. And I was worried that was the direction they were going in. And I'm happy that as what I assume is going to be the endgame couple that we are waiting for a more perfect moment. And like I've said in past episodes, I want Janine to have some random hookups or some different boyfriends before she ends up with her man. You know, you got to, before you get married, you got to try a lot of cakes.
0: yeah and we might see a little bit about that before the episode ends because uh she hits gregory with the adios mi amigo uh feliz cumpleaños jesus you know so we're very much saying you know happy holidays see you later in spanish for whatever reason um and it's awkward but the two head off in different directions and we see janine kind of watching gregory leave as he goes to amber but as she watches him vince staples shows up again and i was like why are you still here vince staples and he introduces himself as maurice and he kind of starts talking to janine now i couldn't understand i couldn't tell if he was still doing like the we in the club i'm flirting thing or if he was just making conversation but he brings up the fact that she had like like oh i know you have the thing with science because you did the egg drop and he works for ups which is basically package drop uh gia was he flirting or was he was just talking? Was this innocent? Because it, I don't know. He Maybe was I'm... flirting.
2: Marie, oh, we have man. seen before, Maurice is a menace, okay? He is, also <laughs> a he is the male representation of a menace that we have desperately been waiting for. And I hope they continue this trajectory because Janine deserves a little fun in her life. Why is Gregory the only one that gets to hook up with random people before he gets to finally be with Janine? Let Janine have her fun. Yeah, That I is, just, she has so not funny. had her, her, you know, I don't want to say the actual word because I don't think. We can think say whole phase to... here. Listen, Yes. Yes. She needs that. That's how you need, need it. That. You gotta have it. Yeah. I, you gotta have it. I'm sorry. It's like, it's essential for <laughs> your independence. You've just gotta, you just got to you got to have that phase. Some longer than others, but it's important. Mm-hmm. And. She has been with one person, and as we and God bless Erica for doing her best here. But even when Janine is out in the wild, she immediately goes to the one person, I guess the one person that she knew came to her, and then she kind of jumped up on that. But this was her one opportunity to start getting back in the game, and she might just need a little bit more time. But I think someone like Maurice would be a good next boyfriend for her or next fling next whatever she would like to be because he he doesn't strike me as someone that we're supposed to be like this is serious boyfriend material but he might be he seems like a good guy he's gonna have fun with Janine and maybe help her break out of her shell a little bit but I I like this for Janine right now it's what she needs it's a good starting off point
0: yeah, I mean, I just don't see a world where Vince Staples had time to film like a like a recurring role on Abbott. So I don't see him there for a long time. But he ain't got to be there for a long time. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's just a good time, not a long time, Listen, you know.
2: Part of the that is the creed of the ho phase. You're here for a good time, <laughs> not a long time. And right, yeah. And until she finds, until her and Gregory both get to a point where they're stopping with this nonsense, Gregory. I like this for Janine. I think she needs she needs a couple flings before she gets her man. And I'm very adamant about that.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And I'm sure Ava's pretty happy about it, too, because she finally comes outside and she can tell that Janine is just kind of uh, chilling. Like, Gregory's gone. She's finally stopped dancing with Gregory and decided to have a good time. Uh, and so Ava is just like, Janine, you're outside. Short people freeze faster than normal people, uh, to which I say probably. And... You know, she says, look, I understand you want to go home, but you should come hang out. you never get dressed up. you never go do anything. And Ava and her boyfriend already have plans. Um, now, Ava's not wrong about how often Janine is dressed up and not going out. But why, Gia? Why are we just now finding out that Ava has a boyfriend?
2: I feel it's so hard. If you're committed to someone, tell no one. <laughs> tell no one post Surprise nothing about, about the it. Yep. <laughs> yes. you will know when you get my save the date and that is it if you get a save the date once uh, i have yeah. a big ring that i can show off to everybody like to the point where you could potentially be blinded by it then like then you'll know but until then none your business and like this is a long relationship i did a double take on this part because she just drops boyfriends so casually so it's not even like ava was hiding it because she doesn't seem to have a problem with telling janine that she has a boyfriend she actually seems a little bit shocked to hear that ava that janine thought that ava was single but you know ava's got other things to do she's busy she's running a poorly run school, you know, she's got things to do. She doesn't have time to be talking about her man.
0: Yeah. She's a busy lady. And we find out that Ava has been dating four time NBA champion, Andre Iguodala. Uh, well, he's been dating her for five years. She'd been dating him for two, which <laughs> love that for her. Um, and I, again, I was just, I was just stunned because, you know, Vince Staples came in playing Maurice, you know, he played him in playing a different character Andre Iguodala came in playing himself. You know, that yeah. that is the actual Andre Iguadala as himself. Janine is shocked. I'm shocked. She calls him Iggy. She cannot call him Iggy because um, Ava shuts that down. But the three of them end up moving on and going to the next spot. And the episode ends with just, I guess, like, it, I don't know if it's a cliffhanger or what, but my mouth was wide open because the Ava of it all with the with the boyfriend, Vince Staples being more and wanting to, like, I guess – in a way, flirt with Janine. Uh, Gregory and Janine's moment in the snow—it was so much to go, like going on, and I just couldn't process it all in the span that we had. I could not wait to come talk to you about this episode, Gia. What did you oh, think about God. it all?
2: It was so good. Are we? Is Andre Iguodala going to be a recurring character now? Is I can't he also do this.
0: going to? Yeah, I can't do this. Why do they keep coming, bringing out these big celebrities? And be, like they brought out Zach Fox last season for, as as Tariq. And I was like, is he coming back? And he had a few episodes. I think we might get more episodes of Iggy. We could get a couple.
2: I just picture him watching the show in the first season and was like, someone connect me to Quinta Brunson because, like, I need to be a part of this. I don't know how this happened. Janine is a big basketball fan. And I'm assuming that's a little bit of like a Quinta self insert here because it seems to be like a reoccurring thing with Janine specifically that she is a basketball fan she was James Harding for James Harden for Halloween so this could be said she knew who Andre Iguodala was right away so this is not someone that was a surprise to her maybe the fact that he was dating Ava was a surprise to her but I kind of love this idea that they're bring, just bringing in these big name celebrities for random reasons. One of which being Ava's boyfriend that we as a society have not learned about until now.
0: I kind of felt betrayed. Like Ava, you've been keeping secrets from me now. Don't get me wrong. I'm team pop up engaged, but also don't keep secrets from me. Ava. Like You could tell, you could tell me, you ain't got to tell we, everybody though.
2: We understand you, Ava. Like we get it. I think at least she should have hit us up for this. She knows hey. we talk about her. She knows we're big fans. We're Ava super fans
0: basically listen Andre Iguodala announced that he was retiring after this season um so I mean if you're retired you could do some acting that's all I'm saying if Vince Staples has time to do some acting I think Andre Iguodala can find some time to do some acting we can have him back gee this episode was so much fun uh I have to ask like we're getting these couple weeks off for a winter break what do you think we have in store for the spring
2: Oh, I am so excited. I'm hoping we explore a little bit more of the Janine Maurice of it all. I want to know more about Zach's family. Or not Zach. I want to hear more about Jacob's family. I want more Mm -hmm. Zach. And I want more, much more of the charter school versus public school storyline. It fell off a little bit after the Leslie Odom Jr. appearance and I would like to see it back especially now that we are going to go into the winter months and then like the spring semester of Abbott Elementary and I'm very excited for this.
0: Yeah, that's those are all great points. We haven't really talked about the charter school in a few episodes. But the thing is, we got the 22 episode season now. So we got time to go back Mm -hmm. to that storyline without it feeling rushed. Um, But I actually kind of want to know, like, how Gregory reacts when she when he sees his homeboy trying to holler at his work wife, you know, Um, because I'm just saying the work husband work wife relationship is real. It is. I'm sorry. It just is. It's it's in law. It's in the books. It's in the Bible. You can have these things happening, but also your homeboy can't encroach on your work, your work wife. There's like there's there are lines that should be drawn. You know, there are certain things that are sacred. And so I wonder if Gregory is going to have a positive reaction when he finds out about uh Janine and Maurice, even if we get that much, right? Like they, they could very much be like, it's a one-time thing that happened, and they never talk about it, but I feel like they gotta talk about it. I feel like you have to know what Gregory thinks about all this.
2: It ended on set in such a way that it's like, no, we have to discuss this further, because Gregory made his choice. He went to Amber. He seemed reluctant to do so, but he went to his girlfriend, as he should, and he was almost going to be little bit of a menace himself here like Mm -hmm. let us not forget so there's obviously something there and now we know that they both know that there's something there but Gregory is still going to be in this relationship for the time being with Janine's blessing she was the one that told him to go to Amber after she texted him and Janine deserves to have some fun for herself. I do also want to see more. I want to see more of Erica. I want to see more of Maurice. And I want this little like triangle of chaos to start so that they can both encourage Janine to be a little more of herself.
0: Yeah. Jeanine and also we need more.
2: another friend for Janine. Like it can't just be Erica all the time. That's too much energy to put on one person. We got to throw in some other people as well.
0: Yeah. Give us a recurring Maurice every now and then just to be a foil, you know?
2: Yes. Just for, I want Gregory to be seething a little bit. Like he can't admit that he's seething because he has a girlfriend, so he's not supposed to be doing that. But I want, I want the little green monster to come out. I want that jealousy fester for yeah. a little bit.
0: And you're, are you, are you sure you're not a Slytherin? Cause sometimes you give big Slytherin energy like myself, Jesus. So- I'm, I'm loving the energy.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, I think that technically I am a Ravenclaw, but um, one time when I did the, first of all, JK Rowling is the worst, but right, she
0: sucks. Yeah, yeah,
2: she sucks. But in terms of, you know, Hogwarts houses, I could talk about this all day and have a couple times, but I, get I took one of those tests that was like, what two Hogwarts houses are you most like? Like which one would, what joint house would you be? And I got Slitherclaw. Mm-hmm. So oh like okay my, yeah so like if there is like a secondary house it would definitely be slytherin i think that i do have my slytherin moments that sometime make me make me question it a little bit but i do have a love of learning and i consider myself to be very witty so
0: you know yeah.
2: like it's hard it's hard to pick one when all the houses want me but we had to pick
0: that's fair listen come to Slytherin whenever you're ready because we 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 are a very welcoming community don't let J.K. Rowling's uh propaganda tear you off to the real the real meaning of the houses which is Slytherin supremacy you know so well I think you just that since m- over.
2: technically since J.K. Rowling sucks and her favorite house is Gryffindor
0: mm-hmm. then doesn't
2: that mean that Gryffindor is probably accepting house and Slytherin her least favorite house is the most accepting
0: exactly see you get it you get it see this is not the time to go into this but you all you've heard it here first she's evil you know but anyway um (laughs) back to abbott elementary oh wait i i do have a
2: question that is abbott related if you had to pick a celebrity to make a guest appearance in the next half of the season who would you like someone we haven't seen yet
0: Oh man. I don't know. Cause so far the celebrities have been so random. Zach Fox, uh, like, uh, um, They've been
2: all over the place, but I kind of want to keep Staples, seeing it.
0: Iggy. You know, I just, there's so many people got a rapper. We got a basketball player. We got Leslie Odom. I don't know. G, like it could be anybody. And I think it'd be, it would be fun regardless of who they pick, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. because they just do so well. The cast seems like they all enjoy each other and then like, the the cameos feel like they're fun. Even with Leslie Oldham coming and shaking stuff up, it still was a fun episode. So I don't know, you? I don't know. Do you have any, uh, like, on your wish list?
2: Oh, my God. I have so many. First mm. of all, Paul Byer, like, needs yes. to make some type of appearance at some way. Uh, as a lover of the Black Lady Sketch Show on HBO, I would love to have a... Black Lady Sketch Show Reunion. Um since Quinta was in the first season of that, highly recommend watching that if you have not seen it yet. Um honestly, I've seen this I keep seeing this speech from Lizzo coming up on my feed, so I would love to see Lizzo in some form. But also, we have a couple prominent uh, you know, we are both Survivor nerds and we have a couple mm. prominent Survivor alums that are Famously from Philly, I would love to see Bryce or and or Wendell there. I feel like they're a set. Like, you know, they have, they could both be on there. And, uh, or Jervis. I feel like if we were to get some, like, we know Ava is a Survivor fan. Hear me out. We know she is a Survivor fan. Uh, she watched at least seven seasons of it. So why not invite, like, a Survivor player to come on the show at some point?
0: Oh, my God. I just thought about it. There have been so many iconic Survivor players from uh from Philly. The group would be Wendell, Bryce, Jervis, and James Jones from season 43. Make it oh happen. Make it happen. Give yes. Ava what she deserves. A season of Survivor that she actually loves. Uh, so, yeah, that would be great. Oh, man, yeah. You just got my mind. like My, my wheels turning and everything. It'd be fun to see Issa Rae on the show. Oh, um, my. Yes. Just,
2: yes. Sign you know, me up.
0: Yeah, if y'all haven't watched Insecure, what are you doing? Go do that. Um, you know, it's just there's so many good talents that are out there, and I think that this show is doing a great job of highlighting some of the ones that we already know of and then giving us some new ones to talk about and to to fall in love with. Uh, so this has been a great time. We do have the winter break upon us. Gia, what do you have going on in the meantime? Because we got a, a big break before we come back to record again.
2: We do. And I'm kind of sad that we're already halfway done, but this has been so much fun and they have given us great episodes to talk about over these past few weeks. So it's been really, it's been a really great experience. This is a great first post-show recaps experience for me. So I am loving life right now, but currently I am here on site on, uh, show recaps but over on silent Podcasts, I am doing two recap podcasts right now that are both also going to be coming to a close soon so currently I'm doing sister act um, which is a claim to fame recap podcast with my sister Ariana we have Talk about every episode except for the finale. And I'm so excited to finally talk about the winner with her. She does not know the outcome of claim to fame and I do. So now we'll finally have be able to talk about the season as a whole with spoilers and everything. And I'm just so excited to talk about it. And I'm also doing the survivor recaps for survivor 43 on my podcast. I don't know about that. Also on silent podcast. We are scheduled to do the penultimate episode this week, and then it is the finale and, oh my god, I'm very excited to see how this season ends. I have a million scenarios in my head about how this could go whereas last season I was pretty convinced that the winner was the one that was going to win and was very happy to be proven correct. Me so <laughs> I, so I was yeah exactly I was like it can't it it's gotta end this way. it just has to so. I was very excited about that. And so those two are also going to be coming to a close soon. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter for as long as we have Twitter um, at classically Gia for all of my reality TV shenanigans. And you could, um, as we are both survivor fans, Chappelle, as always, everyone should be following the survivor diversity campaign on Twitter at serve diversity. That's at S U R V diversity. And Finally, uh, also coming to a close soon, but I always love having new content put out. But inside Survivor, I'm doing my weekly roundups with my good friend Christine Palin, uh, the, Stan- the star of the Stanowatu podcast, which is also a great listen. So take a look at any of those. Um, again, very excited to have this se- another season come to a close and great to have some new content out soon.
0: Gotcha. Gia. Again, I cannot thank you enough for coming and joining me on this journey. It's been so much fun. I'm happy that I got to be the first person with you on your post show recaps journey. And so, uh, yeah, I feel so blessed to get to talk to you every week or every other week about this show. So it's been a great time. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, I have Some things going on as well. I'm here on Post Show Recaps, wrapping up for our season review podcast. So uh, I'm doing a season review for Atlanta, a season review for Bel-Air, and a season review for The Walking Dead. Because we're wrapping up 2022, and we've talked about a lot of shows over the last uh, 12 months. And so let's just revisit those, uh, hand out some superlatives, all that good stuff. So we're doing that on Post Show Recaps all month. also, I just finished uh, Never Have I Ever with Sasha Joseph. We just finished season three of Never Have I Ever on our podcast, Never Have I Ever by Silent Podcast So check that out. And then on Nothing But Netflix, uh, Rob Cesar and myself, uh, we talk about Netflix shows every week. This week we had Kirsten McKinnis on to talk about season four, episode one of Too Hot to Handle. It's back on Netflix. It's crazy. Um, It's the same as season three. And so if you're into Too Hot to Handle, you'll love season four because season three is exactly the same. Um, But check that out and then check out the podcast as well and follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show in the meantime make sure you tell your friends to subscribe to Abbott Elementary uh, a post show recap to keep up with us to follow our coverage or just subscribe to post show recaps and, and take a look at all the other things that we have in store for you all uh, for Gia and myself uh, you can catch us after uh, the winter break when class is at concession have a good one, bye ah.